Hello, friends. Welcome to the Courage and Clarity podcast. Steph Crowder here. I'm so very excited to welcome you to today's episode. We've got a great one on deck for you today. This is the podcast that is designed to help you balance the head and heart of entrepreneurship. Around here, we believe that in order to earn an independent living, doing something you love, helping people on the internet with your online business, you're going to need two things. You're going to need the courage to go for it and the clarity to know how. And on this show and in the business, that those are the two kind of halves that we explore. We need both of these pieces. We need the art and science of entrepreneurship in order to make this thing sustainable, in order to help you stay in it for the long haul, helping people making the impact that you dream of all while living the life that you dream of living as well. And so today's episode is no different. I'm really excited to dive into this one. It's called Why Your Habits Don't Stick. This is such a good topic, and it's one that I've been chatting a little bit about with you all who follow me on Instagram. By the way, if we're not friends on Instagram yet, come follow me. I'm at Hey Steph Crowder. And I've been talking this week a little bit about habits and just kind of in Instagram stories. And I've been receiving some DMs. A couple of people were like, I feel like this should be a podcast episode. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. So we're going to talk about habits today. We're going to explore specifically something that I've really realized this week in terms of why your habits don't stick. There's a few reasons why I've been thinking about this this week. One of them is because my brand new cohort of my mastermind, my six-month mastermind is called The Messy Middle. It's for mid-stage entrepreneurs who are ready to go from scrappy to sustainable in their business. And since this cohort has started, which, by the way, has been so freaking incredible, I have been waiting for this cohort to start. I know they've been anxiously awaiting the start of the of the mastermind as well. And just watching them come into the program and start to get the lay of the land, many of them, all of them, I'm sure, are really like they have that new, you know, first day of school energy. And they, of course, want to make the most of their investment. They want to get the most out of this coaching experience. And when you ask that question, how do I make the most of something like a six-month mastermind that I've invested in, I think one of the obvious answers is, well, I need to make it a habit, right? I need to be engaging in the group. I need to be asking my coach for help. I need to be taking advantage of all that this opportunity has to offer. And the easiest way to do that, in my opinion, is to create habits that are supportive of, you know, doing exactly that. So that's one reason I've been thinking about habits. And then the other reason is myself personally, and this is what I shared on Instagram, is I've been working on some habits myself in my personal life, which I will share as an example. And I don't know if you all agree with this, but it, you know, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we have fall upon us now. Our kids are back in school. Maybe it's Virgo energy. I know we're out of Virgo season now, but I find that this time of year, I always am like revisiting my habits. I'm looking for more structure. I'm looking for more um, routine, I think. And so that might be why I think conversation around habits tends to come up this time of year. We have the holidays coming soon, which is certainly a time where maybe there's less routine and less structure, which is so delicious and wonderful. But for right now, at the time of this recording, it's only October 19th. Like we have some time before the holidays are fully upon us. And I think for many of us, 
we want to feel like we it's like this we're in the last like final stretch of the year and we want to squeeze the most out of this year that we can. And for a lot of us, that looks like putting habits into place that will help us get there. And so as we've been thinking about habits this week, we've got my mastermind group. By the way, if you are someone who thinks you might want to be coached by me and you're curious about this mastermind, go over to stephcrowder.com slash mastermind. We are closed for enrollment right now, but our next cohort will be opening up pretty soon and you can get your name on that list. It does sell out every time. It's a limited experience uh, mastermind because I'm individually coaching my clients in there. So you can go to stephcrowder.com slash mastermind, get your name on that list so you can learn more about it when um, the opportunity presents itself. But for right now, talking about habits, there's something I want to share in terms of why your habits don't stick and why I've struggled to make habits stick in the past and what I've changed that has helped make a particular habit stick once and for all. There's actually, I suppose there's really two of my own personal habits that I'm going to be sharing as examples today. But the one that's really been top of mind is I have started waking up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning to get my workout in um, before my kids are awake and before the school, you know, shuffle and all of that stuff. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about here. For I'm not new to working out. I'm someone who who likes to exercise or maybe like is a strong word. I'm someone who enjoys the benefits of exercise, let's say that. And for the longest time, I've just kind of like been catch as catch can with my exercise routine. It might be mid-morning, afternoon, kind of just whenever I can get it done. Some way or another, I started, you know, this is not my first time thinking maybe I could be somebody who wakes up at five or 5.30 to go work out. I have tried. I've heard everybody talk about how amazing it is. And I've just never really been able to make that stick. Maybe I didn't. There's so many reasons you could argue. Maybe I didn't want it badly enough. Maybe it's that my kids, you know, young kids weren't necessarily sleeping through the night, things like that. But the past few weeks, this has stuck. I have been doing this consistently. And in fact, it's crazy. Yesterday, I chose ahead of time to not wake up. And I actually felt worse in my day than I did waking up at 5 or 5.30. Translation, I really think my body has like adjusted to this. And it's like, we're doing this thing now. And it's amazing. Like I've been loving the fact that I start my day and nothing can derail my exercise, my me time. I've talked a little bit about how if it's one thing I hate as a parent, it's feeling like I'm being shot out of a cannon to start my day. Do you know what I mean? When you let your kids wake you up and you are having to be out of bed and moving and running to a kid who needs something and is hungry and has to pee and the bed is wet and all the things and you're not even awake yet. I am so not my best self. And I've been doing that for years. And, you know, I find myself like not feeling proud of how I show up. Maybe I'm grumpy. Maybe I'm groggy. And so just this small shift, not only am I getting my exercise in, which of course is incredible from a neurological, mental health and physical health perspective, but just even just that little bit of intention of starting my day, listening to some music on my headphones, having some time to myself, getting my blood pump in a little bit, getting my body stretched out um, before my children are awake and need something from me. I mean, I hate to even say it, but it really is a game changer. And so I want to share 
how the heck has this become a habit for me? If you're someone who's like, yeah, I like, sure, Steph, I I know that sounds good in theory, but like, I just, I can't do it or it's too hard or I don't want to do it or whatever the case may be. What I have realized this week is that this is the mistake that I've made in the past that I believe you might be making as well. If you, if you have habits that have stuck, you don't need to worry about this. If you keep saying you want to do something and you keep not doing it, it could be working out, it could be journaling, meditation, eating well, doing art, whatever the case may be. If you are someone who keeps saying you want to do something and then not doing it, this is for you. So there are, when we when we look at habit formation, what I have realized, this like new realization for me and where I've gone wrong in the past, is there are actually two parts to habit creation and they need to be treated separately. The mistake that we're making is we're putting these two things together. So what are the two things? Number one is the habit itself. So forming the habit itself. The second thing is doing the activity well, okay? So when it comes to habit formation or doing a habit, creating a habit, um, we have the habit itself and then we have doing the activity well. So let me break this down. For me waking up at, you know, to get my work, the goal is that the habit I want to create is getting my workout in before my kids are awake every weekday. That's the habit I'm trying to create. Here's what I've done in the past. A, trying to switch my body over to waking up at 5 or 5.30. B, trying to get an amazing workout, right? Like challenging my body, progressive overload, if you're familiar with strength training, really wanting to get like the best workout humanly possible. And therein lies the problem, okay? It is too much to ask. It's like too much too soon when it comes to setting yourself up for success. So what do I mean by this? What has changed? <laughs> the big mistake is trying to do both of those things at the same time. I'm trying to ask my body to do something totally different. Wake up when it's pitch black, when I'm still tired, when I could be sleeping, right? And so many parts of my brain want to keep sleeping. And on top of that, I'm asking myself to have a really hard, intense um, quality workout. I'm asking too much of myself too soon. I am setting myself up to quit because it feels too hard. So what did I do different instead? What's the big switch here? The big switch is what I'm going to call going for participation points. (laughs) Do you all remember when we were in school and there would be participation points? Like you would literally get points just for being there. Like congratulations, you showed up. No mention of how you did or how you performed or how anything went after, you know, the mere participation. But the fact that you are there in body, you got some points for that, right? How can we create the feeling of participation points before we start trying to add on to that? So going for participation points when you are forming a new habit is completely game-changing. Here's how that looked for me. I decided to first tackle the waking up at 5 or 5.30 piece. So waking up, my alarm would go off. It was really hard. Everything, it's still hard every day. My brain is like, let's go back to bed. Let's snooze. Come on, like trying to convince me every single day. 
But instead of then also trying to get a crazy hard workout, I have just told myself, just just do like a like a just take it easy. Right. Just do like a whatever workout. Who even cares? Just get your butt down to the basement. That's the other thing is I'm not asking myself to show up to like a crazy hard boot camp class. I'm not even asking myself to go out to the gym. I like to go out to the gym, actually. But in this case, I am allowing myself to stumble down to my basement and get a dumbbell workout in. I follow an app on my phone that is 100% dumbbells and um, like resistance loops and things that I have in my home gym. So instead of asking myself to go do something like get in my car and go to a boot camp where there's going to be loud music and an instructor screaming at me, if my alarm went off at five o'clock and I was thinking about how hard that was going to be, I'm pressing snooze. I'm pressing snooze, right? There's like nothing in it for me because it's just too difficult. And my brain's like, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. However, if I allow it to be a bit more approachable, I can convince myself, right? Just go down to the basement. Just keep moving. Just get your headphones on. We're just going to do the warm up. It's not going to be that bad. And what I have found is once I get through that three minute warm up, my warm up is literally three minutes. Once I've done the warm up, I'm actually pretty ready to work. Am I doing the best workouts I've ever done in my entire life? Probably not. But here's the reality. Until I get the habit truly created, I can't work on also being amazing at the thing. That can come later, right? Once I have formed the habit, which is pretty much where I'm at now, I want to give it a couple more weeks to really feel like this is who I am. This is my identity now, right? I am a person who wakes up at 5 or 5.30. Once I've really internalized that, I can start like it won't be quite as difficult. It'll just be part of who I am. So I can start asking myself the question, how do I get 1% better every time I show up to the workout? Okay, instead of trying to switch some crazy uh, hit some quick crazy switch and try to be so all or nothing. I'm either like sleeping in and not working out or I'm waking up at five and trying to get the best workout, be the best gym person ever. It's like so all or nothing. And I find that many of you are like this with your habits. My clients can be like this sometimes. They're either MIA, not participating, or they have to be doing everything. They have to be on every call. They have to be submitting for feedback every week. They have to be answering everybody's Slack messages. They have to be 100% in. It's like all or nothing. Where are the places in your life where you have been all or nothing? And how is that setting you up to fail, right? When you have all or nothing thinking, the second you step out of line, your brain's like, see, you can't do this. You shouldn't have signed up for this mastermind. This was a waste of your money. You knew this. You knew you couldn't take advantage of it, right? All or nothing with my gym habit would be, you know, see, you slept in. You didn't go. You couldn't do this. Just give up, right? Go back Go back to, to being shot out of a cannon in the morning. It's not worth it. You're not cut out for this, right? Think about the change that can happen when we start by letting it be imperfect. If you don't let it be imperfect to start with, you will never solidify the habit. And if you never solidify the habit, you'll never have a chance to show yourself just how good you can get. Once you have the habit down, it's a matter of focus on getting 1% better. What a change that is from the all or nothing thinking. So let me give you some examples. I've given you a little bit of example already on what it looks like to go for participation points, okay? So I've already said, you know, working out early in the morning instead of trying to get myself to do the world's best workout, I switch it to 
wake up early and just do something. Just do something. Go down to the basement, follow the app, pick up the weights. By the way, I've let myself, you know, if I'm choosing between like a 10 pound or a 15 pound, maybe I let myself do the 10 pound, right? Anything to get my brain on board because I'm forming the habit. Another example is let's say you are um, trying to form a art habit. You love to draw and you haven't been doing that because you talk yourself out of it. You don't have time. Can you just sit down, challenge yourself to sit down for five minutes? Five minutes. You tell yourself, I'm going to sit down for five minutes instead of trying to, you know, make space for an hour of art a day or you're trying to do like a whole portrait. What if you could do five minutes? What would that look like? Can you solidify the habit of doing five minutes? And then you could build on this. A lot of people do this with meditation. They start with like a two-minute habit or a five-minute habit. People don't come out of the womb meditating for 45 minutes a day, okay? It's a 1% better. It's a game of incremental progress. You can maybe two minutes. Once the habit is formed, like two minutes is like you feel weird in your day if you don't do your two minutes. Two minutes, you kind of are like, all right, I think I'm ready for five minutes. And you're like, I think I could do eight. I think I could do 12, 15. Before you know it, you are someone who craves a 45-minute-a-day meditation, right? Another example would be journaling. So a lot of us are always like, oh, I want to journal. I know it's so good for me. I want to, you know, like get everything out of my mind and coach myself. And many of us resist this, myself included. Instead of going for, you know, like a huge, perfect journaling practice, what if you challenge yourself to just write something? Every day you have to open up your journal and write something. It could be three sentences. Again, you're going for participation points. Check the box, y'all. Check the box when it comes to habit formation. I think this is hard for those of us who are overachievers, high achievers, perfectionist type people. We're like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to do it, I expect a certain level of quality from myself. But that is why you're failing at your habit creation. You have to let yourself be mediocre, okay? Be a B player on this. Check the box, phone it in, open up your journal and say, I'm just going to write something. Then once you have that habit, you can get into more robust journaling practices. Here's an example that I love. Many of you know that I quit drinking this year. I don't drink alcohol anymore. And so I'm someone who used to love to drink alcohol uh, socially, of course. And so um, my example for this one, I was like, ooh, because like not drinking alcohol is a habit. It's breaking one habit of having a drink every time I go to a restaurant or whatever breaking that habit and instead forming a new habit, many new habits that don't involve drinking. What does that look like? Here's what I wrote down for this one. No drinking. In the past, when I've tried to not drink anymore, I also tend to be like, and I'm going to be really, I'm going to eat really healthy. I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to drink water with lemon, right? What if with drinking, it's eat ice cream instead? Or instead of drinking alcohol, I'm going to order a Diet Coke. I know Diet Coke is not that healthy for me. I don't drink Diet Coke at home. But as I was forming the habit of not drinking alcohol, I would always let myself order a Diet Coke because I freaking love a Diet Coke, even though I know it's really not great for me. It's But you know what? Alcohol is not great for me either, personally. And so during the habit formation phase, I would allow myself to replace the habit with something. Sometimes it would be like a non-alcoholic beer I actually really happen to enjoy. But replacing that with something else instead of going for the perfection of not only do I not drink alcohol, but my body's like a temple. Okay, that's too hard. It's too hard. I end up throwing in the towel and being like, oh, forget it. Just give me the wine. Right. 
over time, once I had the habit of not drinking anymore, I actually found like I don't need to replace it with anything anymore. Mocktails used to be really big for me. I still enjoy it from time to time, but I don't really find myself opening the non-alcoholic beer anymore. Or maybe I don't need the Diet Coke every time and I'm barely eating the ice cream. But in the beginning, when I was forming the habit, that pleasure center in my brain that wanted the alcohol was like screaming at me. It was just too hard. So I had to give it something. I had to help myself win. And once that habit was created, now I can focus on being 1% better and looking after my health and, you know, focusing on drinking the water instead of the soda and things like that. But Can you see how I was setting myself up for failure before? It was so all or nothing. I'm either drinking the wine or I am, you know, feeling like I have to do everything perfectly. I have to be eating, you know, squeaky clean and no drinking and no nothing. There's a middle ground available to us. Even temporarily, that middle ground is available. And the question is, can you let yourself do it imperfectly? Can you let yourself be messy, be mediocre, be average? I mean, it's like the hardest thing in the world for a lot of us to think of ourselves as doing anything average. But if it means that you are paving the way to habit formation, can you rewire your brain to accept participation points? Participation points are your new benchmark for success, okay? When you're forming a habit, Go for participation points and watch the way it changes your life. Watch yourself be someone who can't any longer sleep past 5.30 because you don't feel right. That's where I'm at right now. Watch yourself become the person who doesn't want to drink alcohol anymore. Watch yourself become the person who does art every single day, who creates. This is how you change your life, but you can't expect yourself to become a new person overnight. The path to being the person you want to be is messy and is imperfect. Let it be that way. Go for participation points and then focus on being 1% better every day. All right, y'all, that is what I have for you today. I hope this has been helpful for you to think about how you can create habits that actually stick. I would love to hear what habits you are working on. So do me a favor, reach out to me on Instagram. If you're hanging out on Instagram, I'm at Hey Steph Crowder. Tell me if this resonated with you. Tell me what habit you are working on create, working on creating, especially if it's a habit that I didn't mention today. I would just love to hear what your goals are right now and how you're gonna make this apply to you. All right, y'all, I'll see you next time. And until then, I'm wishing you the courage and the clarity to go after what you love.